It may have taken a while to get going, but now a strong majority of federal employees are now teleworking under the coronavirus pandemic. But what also emerged in Federal News Network's exclusive online survey is that many of the same problems and challenges remain, emergency or not. For more of the findings, Federal News Network's executive editor, Jason Miller. And Jason, I guess it's good that they're all teleworking and so on, but uh, tell us what you found out in this survey. I was a little surprised. Maybe I shouldn't have been, Tom, but I was a little surprised that almost 77% of all those who responded did say they were teleworking because of the pandemic. Now, we put this online survey out for about five days, March 18th through the 23rd, asked a series of telework questions, and we received more than 1,100 responses, with 94% of those respondents saying they are federal employees, 69% were from civilian agencies, 13% from DOD. The rest said that they were either working in the intelligence community or they were part of the contractor, nonprofit, retiree communities. And so this is shows that all this, you know, the buildup, the, the, the stress tests, the, the anxiety over will they let me, won't they let me telework, it seems like a lot of people are teleworking. But, Tom, when you dig deeper into the results and, and we ask for comments, there was a really interesting set of responses around, well, now they are, or the communication hasn't been great, or I still have to come to the office one day a week. So it's it's not full-time telework. It's not, obviously, I'm, I'm only at home. There seems to be a, a really broad mix. And again, depending on the agency, some people are not even allowed to telework. I mean, if you're doing classified work or sensitive work, or if you're a food inspector, you can't work from home if you're a food inspector. You have to go inspect the food. So I, I think I think the, the, the survey really does address those types of challenges as well. Yeah, so it feels like teleworking as it was without the pandemic, only it's happening now because of the pandemic. In many ways, more people are teleworking than without the pandemic. So that was the first question we asked is, are you, do you already telework? And it was almost about half, uh, I think about 52% said they telework uh, at least one day a week, if not more. Several said they they telework kind of on an ad hoc basis, you know, snow days, emergencies, stuff like that. And then a lot of people said, nope, I, I don't telework, I'm not allowed to, or I'm not eligible to, or my manager doesn't let me. And, and that's the one thing that continues to stand out to me, the management resistance, that of all the things that we are you know, facing today and all the, the, the social distancing that we talk about and all this importance of staying home, not going out, that there's still management resistance to this idea of telework, especially for those employees who are eligible and can and have the capability to telework. Sure. That's probably the biggest surprise. And so if you look at this telework as a grand experiment right now, do you think it's going to help overcome management resistance once the emergency is over? You know, one of the big things that I keep seeing in the responses that we've got, again, each of the questions that we put out there have an open-ended piece to it. And you can read all that on federalnewsnetwork.com. Uh, but, but a lot of people say, you know, I really do hope that this changes the way my manager looks at telework. Uh, well, let me just read you one response that we got uh, that I thought was really interesting. Um, the person was talking about, this is a good litmus test showing managers that employees can telework. I hope the ability to telework will continue after the crisis is over. One to two days a week would be great. Hopefully the, the pushback concerning telework from supervisors as well as more established employees will decrease. And I thought that was a really interesting comment because in many ways, and I've talked to several federal employees about this just this week as well, is this is forcing all of us, and this is very true for me and you, Tom, too, to change the way we work, to think about work differently. We always talk about work as not where you do it, but what you do. And this is a real test of that concept. And that's another one of the really interesting comments we got from somebody from the uh, U.S. Army who, who actually said to us, 
we talk about this, we have to be strong, efficient. So it was a shame they wrote that the government had not supported telework in, in a much broader, much more aggressive way, given what we've known in the past, shutdowns, weather events, and, and other emergencies. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. And what about the technological concerns? What have you learned about the state of federal technology? It's been kind of a stress test for some of it. Yeah, absolutely it was. And I think this, the, the federal agency chief information officers knew that this stress, stress test was coming. And I think they started to to basically prepare for it. A week or so, we got the big order for you know maximized telework. One of the things that the survey really put out there was there's still a lot of concerns about technology when it comes to teleworking. Several of the respondents I've read through said, uh, you know, my agency's network just can't handle it. The VPN is too slow. The network just isn't ready. Or we don't have laptops. We're still, you know, kind of connected to our desktops. And I thought that was a little surprising given that the refresh cycle that's been happening throughout the government, the, the push for IT modernization over the last few years. Uh, so, the, so that is, is still a big challenge for some workers. Others, on the other hand, said, hey, uh, we're We've been teleworking, we have laptops, our network has been able to handle it. So it really does differ agency by agency, which is, again, not surprising. Some of those agencies that are more forward-leaning, whether it's the Patent and Trademark Office or the General Services Administration, where telework is the norm, versus you know other agencies that you know don't want to do telework, whether it's the, inside the Defense Department. Yeah. I was a little surprised by that technology is still a problem issue. And Jason, you talked to the federal CIO, Suzette Kent, who has been a big pusher of the modernization part of the president's management agenda, and yet it's the same administration that has been discouraging telework in some quarters. What did she have to say about all this? They have daily calls. Every day at 2 p.m., the CIOs and the chief information security officers get together and talk about any challenges, any problems, any hiccups that they're all facing and, and how to overcome them both individually but also as a community. She also mentioned, and this was really important, the vendors, the industry partners have been so helpful, have been really leading to say, hey, what can we do? How can we make this better? She offered me one example of a problem that they discovered with a virtual private network type of technology, uh, and, and the, the vendor got a patch and fixed it within within something to the effect of like 15, 16 hours. So it's not just, okay, we'll get to it when we can, but nope, we understand this is important. We will do this for you as soon as possible. And she really praised both the reaction of the agency CIOs and the vendor partners for really making this work. At the same time, she said the stress tests that agency did were really important to make sure that they were prepared. Again, not everyone's perfect. She's not saying that, listen, we're ready to go. We can handle anything. But to walk into this with with little notice, little preparation in the in the overall scheme of things, uh, she she really praised again how how things are are working well and and the government's able to get their job done, yeah. which is the most important. And getting back to the survey, what do we know about those people who cannot telework? That was the other question that we asked that I think was is important because we always kind of focus on who can telework, but there's a whole set set of people, set of, of jobs that cannot telework and, and they can't telework for various reasons. And and what was also what I thought was interesting, Tom, was uh, when you look at the results, the it was a quarter said I'm not eligible, about a quarter said managers not permitting. Uh, only about 10% said that there's some technical, financial, physical uh, uh, inability to telework. And then we said, well, what were the other reasons? And that, that came about 38% of people wrote other. Now, some were repetitive uh, leadership or, or network issues, which is you know going back to the technology or the management resistance. But there's a couple who said, I don't want to. Hey, I, I, I know what I want. I know what's good for me. I'm not going to telework. Uh, I'm going to go in the office because uh, that's better. No one's here anyway, so I'm getting my work done. 
And then there's other people who say, listen, I would love to be able to telework. I have, but I have kids at home and I can't take care of my kids and get my job done. And my manager doesn't think that I'm able to do that, meaning allowing them to time shift or, or to deal with kind of like work when they can. So there was a, there was a few comments that would surprise me in that sense too, that, that in this day and age, that given the emergency we're in, that there's still managers who, who are holding steady to that telework does not mean taking care of your kids, where we all hope it means telework means figuring out your schedule so you can do both. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. Check out his story and see all of the survey results at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. A great meal in a great restaurant requires planning ahead, reservations, waiting, and finally getting seated. Caviar is a new food delivery app for people that are passionate about amazing food but would rather dine at home. And just for our listeners, Caviar is offering 50% off two orders, up to $20 value per order. And all you have to do is put in the offer code NYCPOD22 at checkout. Remember, that's 50% off two orders, up to $20 value per order, with offer code NYCPOD22. Download the Caviar app and use offer code NYCPOD22. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.